We are in the ninth week of our sermon series titled, What is the Church? Um, I have to say that I have never been worried uh, about uh, the background when I preach. This is the first time, especially if you tune into the sermon later on YouTube, and, and wondering what's going on, you know, what kind of a church is this? Rest assured, uh, I, I have, we have nothing, as a church, we have nothing to do with the background uh, behind me. Uh, so I, I know Warren's doing his best to keep the background off when he's recording uh, the video. So, so please don't let that bother you. And if you're all having serious faces as I preach, I'm just going to blame it on the background. Great. Uh, we're in the ninth week of the sermon series, and we're going to look at two Bible passages today. Uh, the first one is Acts chapter 14, verses 21 to 23. And then the second is Titus chapter 1, verse 5. Allow me to read that for us. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed, to the, committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. That's Acts chapter 14, verses 21 to 23. Titus chapter 1, verse 5. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. This is the word of the Lord. In our sermon series on what is the church, uh, we're going to be spending three weeks looking at elders and the role of elders in the church. And this is the second of those three weeks. We're going to look, be looking at one more week. As we began looking at last week, elders in a church, in a local church, have three major roles to, pray, to play. The first role is elders pray. Second, elders teach and preach and live God's word and, and shepherd help shepherd the congregation in living God's word. And the third thing, I kind of left that off last week saying we look at this week, and the third thing, and that's what we are looking at, is elders raise up and appoint elders. Elders appoint elders. The two passages we looked at this morning establish that. On Paul's first missionary journey, he goes about preaching the gospel and planting uh, churches in many cities, including Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Then he goes to a few other cities, but Paul eventually comes back to these three cities, and he appoints elders in each of the churches that he had planted in these cities. Again, in the second passage that we looked at, uh, Paul very likely visited Crete at least two times along with Titus. And on his second visit to Crete, Paul asked Titus to stay behind and to appoint elders in every church there. That's the second passage we looked at this morning. 
And both passages kind of help us see that elders appoint elders. And at New City, that's the biblical view that we hold. Elders are appointed by other elders. They do so prayerfully. They do so in absolute dependence on God's Holy Spirit. They do so wisely. They do so after long periods of training and equipping the elders. But elders appoint elders. Of course, anyone who is appointed as an elder must enjoy the trust and the confidence of the congregation. But elders are not elected by the congregation. Elders are appointed by other elders. There are a lot of misunderstandings uh, when it comes to eldership. And this is perhaps another area where our understanding is perhaps shaped more by culture than by the Bible. So we need to kind of unlearn some wrong notions of eldership and, and, and lay the biblical foundations. I'm going to try and attempt to do that this morning. First, biblically, there is no difference between pastors and elders. The New Testament uses the words pastors, elders, overseers, and shepherds interchangeably. They all mean one and the same thing. But because we sometimes make this wrong distinction between a pastor and an elder, we fall into an error in in kind of understanding the biblical model for eldership. And, And broadly, there are two kinds of errors when it comes to understanding biblical, the biblical design for elders. The first is what I call the corporate error, and the second is what I call the rubber stamp error, and I'm hoping to unpack both for us today. Let's talk about the first, the corporate error. The corporate model for governance is that there is a CEO who's the, who's the executive head of the company, and he runs the company, and he is the boss. The buck kind of stops with him. And then there is a board of directors who kind of oversee governance and who also oversee the CEO. Now, this is a great model. This is an excellent model for the governance of companies. But this is not how our Lord Christ Jesus wants his church to be governed. So the first mistake we make is that we transpose the corporate model into the church. We kind of equate the CEO to the pastor, and we kind of equate the board of directors to the elders. And in this wrong biblical model, the elders, kind of who act as a board of directors, oversee the pastor. I say this is a wrong model of, uh, wrong model of eldership because biblically, there is no distinction between pastor and elder. Elders and pastors are one and the same. Biblically, elders in the New Testament, elders and pastors are not two different roles. Elders and pastors are merely two different words used interchangeably in the New Testament to describe the same role and the same function. And so one wrong notion that we have about eldership in a church is that there is a pastor, and then we appoint people with corporate experience uh, as elders, and these elders function as board of directors. They meet in once once in three months or so, like a board of directors would meet, and they kind of oversee 
the pastor. This is wrong. If you see every description of the pastor and the elder in the Bible is a description of a man who prays, a man who preaches and teaches God's word, a man who shepherds the flock 24 by 7. Biblically, all elders and all pastors, one and the same role, just different names, are called to, to sacrificially give a significant portion of their time in caring and shepherding the flock that God has entrusted them with. So being an elder is not a role that you perform sitting on board meetings once in three or four months or so. Elders are called to pour their lives out sacrificially. So that's the first error, the corporate error. With elders as board of directors are overseeing the pastor. No, that's not the biblical model at all. The second error is what I call the rubber stamp error. In, in the rubber stamp era, there is one superstar pastor. And this superstar pastor calls all the shots in a church. And he appoints a bunch of yes men who, who basically say everything, who say yes to everything this pastor says, who basically rubber stamp everything that this pastor says. And they're, they're basically rubber stamps. So effectively, these kind of churches, churches that have a superstar pastor, the, the rubber stamp model as I call it, they have only one leader. This superstar celebrity pastor makes all the decisions. And, and before you know it, everything in the church becomes all about this one celebrity superstar pastor. This is not Biblical. And sadly, we see that happen a lot in, in, in churches in India. This is not biblical. This is also dangerous. This is dangerous not only for the church, it is also dangerous for the soul of such a superstar or celebrity pastor. And so those are the two common errors that we see here. In the first error, the elders are above the pastor, and that's not biblical. In the second error, the superstar pastor is above the rubber stamp elders. This too is not biblical. So the correct model is not elders above the pastor or the pastor above elders. The correct model, the biblical model, is plurality of elders, all of them equally and together carrying the responsibility of shepherding the church of Christ. The biblical model is plurality of elders. Every local church must have more than one elder slash pastor. And together, as plurality of elders, these men are called and appointed by God to lead the church of Christ Jesus. In the context of the biblical requirement, this is an absolute non-negotiable biblical requirement. In the context of this biblical requirement, the person who planted the church, the founding elder or the founding pastor, may have a slightly greater say. As a founding elder or founding pastor, this person may assume the role of, of the first among equals. But every founding elder or every founding pastor is obliged to appoint other elders who take equal responsibility in shepherding the church. So at best, a founding elder 
can be a first among equals. But there is no doubt that biblically there must be other co-elders who are co-equal to him in sharing responsibility. This may take time, and that's quite understandable because it does take time to train and develop biblically qualified elders. Eldership is a high calling. We must not take it lightly. It may take time, but there must be a clear commitment. There must be intent. There must be a plan in moving towards plurality of elders. If you see in the New Testament, there is no church, not a single church in the New Testament, where there is only one elder slash pastor. Every New Testament church had a plurality of elders. Even in the two passages we read today, Paul's instruction is to appoint elders, plural, in every church. Not elder, but elders in every church. So the correct New Testament model is plurality of elders who pray together, who share the responsibility of teaching and preaching God's word, who share the responsibility of shepherding the members, who share the responsibility of overseeing and providing leadership to the church, who appoint deacons to, to assist them, and who also appoint more elders as the church grows. This is the, is the biblical model that New City subscribes to. If you remember last week's sermon, I closed with the truth that we are all called to grow in submission. Not, not one exception. We're all called to grow in submission because submission is such an integral part of the nature of Christ. And we cannot grow in Christ-likeness unless we also grow in submission. We saw that Jesus submitted to the Father in every way, even though he was equal to the Father in every way. And to grow in Christ-likeness, we must grow in submission. So as I explained last week, all the members of a church, of a local church, are to submit to the elders of the church. But what about the elders? Who do the elders submit to? Don't elders need to grow in Christ-like submission too? Aren't they human as well? So who do the elders submit to? Elders mutually submit to other elders. Elders submit to one another. And this is one significant reason why the Bible insists on plurality of elders in every local church. So that elders can also submit to other elders, to one another, just as members submit to elders. And as we clarified last week, submission to elders does not mean that elders make life decisions for you, not at all. We saw clearly what submission to to elders means is to submit to their role, their labor of spiritual formation. And so, as I shared last week, meaningful membership in a local church with members submitting to elders and plurality of elders submitting to one another is God's blueprint to help every one of us grow in Christ-likeness. So what do we look for when we call people to eldership? What are the qualifications of an elder? At, at the end of the sermon, I'm going to put, it, put, put in a WhatsApp group a very clear, detailed, biblical uh, 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 
narrative biblical um, um, compendium of all the qualifications needed uh, for an elder. I'll share that on the WhatsApp group right after the sermon. But let me highlight the most important qualification of an elder. Any potential elder must love God's word. Only people who have a consistent track record of daily delighting and reading and praying and meditating on God's word must be called to eldership. Why is that? And the answer is very simple. The core function of an elder is to preach and teach God's word, guard against false doctrine, and shepherd people according to God's word, even as they themselves live according to God's word. You just can't do this unless you spend time daily with God's word. So that's what that's the primary thing that we look for when, when it comes to identifying more elders. And New City will need more elders as we grow as a church. And that's why community Bible reading or seeing Jesus together journal, that's a great way where we can, we, we, it's, it's a very good measure of potential elders. As we see people really being blessed by themselves, being blessed themselves in God's word, and as they share their reflections on God's word, as we see other people being blessed, that's one good way to look out and try and understand and discern who the Holy Spirit is sovereignly calling to eldership. So the most important qualification of an elder is is the man who finds absolute delight in God's word. The Bible calls us to desire to be an elder. It's a good thing to desire, the Bible says. It's a good, it's a, it's a good calling to desire. But to grow in that desire, we must devote ourselves and give ourselves to enjoying and living according to God's word daily. All that said, allow me to close with the words of Jesus, our Lord and Savior Christ himself, in John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I, Jesus said, I lay down my life for the sheep. That's John chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. Elders. Elders are merely sub-shepherds. Christ, he is the chief shepherd. And only Jesus, only Jesus, the good shepherd, laid down his life for his sheep. Elders and members both need to remember that. All of this calling to be elders and members of a local church, all of this authority, headship, submission, all of this is our act of worship to Jesus, our chief shepherd, who laid down his life for his sheep. 
Elders can serve the flock well only when they truly carry the heart of Christ as every elder sacrificially shepherds the flock. Let us pray. Father, we stand under your word, Lord. And through the series, Lord, for nine weeks now, Lord, we have faithfully, diligently sought your word, sought your design for your church, Lord Jesus, outlined for us in your word. And we, we are humbly submitting, humbly we, are, we stand under the authority of the scripture. Humbly we stand under the authority of Christ Jesus, who is the head of the church. And as we do that, Father, we pray for your blessing and for your protection. As we grow in all of these, in membership, in eldership, and truly living as ambassadors of Christ, being a witness to the world, proclaiming Christ to the world, being on mission, fulfilling the Great Commission as your local church. Lord, we pray, would you bless us? Would you protect us? And call us, Lord, to bear abundant fruit for the glory of your Son, Christ Jesus. And that we might be witnesses to the death and the resurrection of Christ. Uh, here in Mumbai, in our neighborhoods, in all of India, and even all over the world. Thank you for leading us through these 10 years, Lord. And as we faithfully prepare in alignment with your word for the next 10 years of New City, Lord, would you bless us. Would you bless us individually, Lord, that we might flourish and bring glory to your name. And would you bless, bless us together as a church, that in our lives, individual lives, and in our lives together as a local church, Christ may be exalted, Lord that he might increase, and truly, Lord, every one of us, elders and members, we might decrease, that he might increase, and we might decrease. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.